Well, thanks for stopping by the Murphology Podcast. This is Kathy Murphy, a.k.a. Murph, and we are here to talk to you about bicycle touring for beginners. My guest today is Dana. Hey, Dana. Hi, Murphy. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Well, uh, listeners can't see us, but we are in your RV, Mm -hmm. which um, is pretty darn cool. Yeah, I love it. It's like a... I, I don't recall, 1970s? Yeah, something in there. Something in that era. Yeah, and yeah. you and your husband completely gutted it mm-hmm. and started over. Mm-hmm. I think this, actually, I think this RV is named and has its own Instagram account. Is that it true? It does. It does. Do you want to tell the listeners in case they're on their computers right it's, now? Its name is Edith. <laughs> um, we decided to come up with a an old-fashioned name because she does come from an era not of ours. Yes. And Well, actually, we were born in that era, so it's not like it's not our era. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, her um, Instagram is Edith the RV. Nice. And the the pictures are pretty cool. Yeah. I think my uh, my dog makes a cameo in your Edith the RV. She does. She likes the RV. Yeah. Okay. So you are on the Morphology podcast because you have done your fair share of bicycle touring Mm -hmm. and you are still doing bicycle touring. I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're going to ask you a few questions and you and I will probably just talk back and forth about bicycle touring because we both do it and we both do it together. We do. Yay. Okay. So this is a question I try and ask a lot of people. Mm -hmm. How do you define bicycle touring? Mm. I know. Okay. So um, bicycle touring to me means um, that when you go somewhere on your bike everything that you need for that day for that night however long you expect to be gone is on your bike it's not carried by anybody else it's not carried by a support vehicle it's literally on your bike right so you're talking maybe if you're staying overnight your sleeping gear Mm -hmm. your clothing your snacks yep um there's actually i've seen a bike team from colorado that literally have a kitchen sink on the back of their yeah. bike. Yeah. Have but you seen them? Team B- Bad Boys? Team Bad they're? Boy. Yeah, they're yeah. awesome. One of them has a full bar. One mm-hmm. of them has a kitchen sink. Yep. One of them has a grill. Mm-hmm. And they used to have a canoe. I don't know if they still One do guy that. used to have a lawnmower, too. Or like oh, no one way. of those <laughs> things that, um, so they could set up when they camp. They could, somebody would have the lawnmower to move. Or it's not a lawnmower. It's one of those hand-powered ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he used to carry that. I don't know if they still do. Yeah, those guys are hardcore. I was always behind them. I always wanted to get into their bar somehow Find while out I was what moving. They had. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. if they have ice in there? They do not. Maybe we'll see them uh, mm. next week, which oh, we'll cool. talk about in a second. Okay. Um, okay. I think that's a good definition of bicycle touring for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember or do you recall how you got into bicycle touring? Um, well, I did the, the usual being on a bike team for a couple of years during RAGBRAI. Mm-hmm. And I always saw the people that were, you know, they're usually a little bit behind the, the big bubble, they call it on RAGBRAI, with the big group of people. And I was really interested in, in not being dependent on a, on, a, on a bus, not being dependent on anybody but yourself. And that's essentially what those people were doing. And I was, I was really wanting to be part of, somehow be part of that group. And so you did. Yeah, so I took steps to become part of it, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's amazing uh, when I look back, because my story would be similar, mm-hmm. where I saw those people and I'm yeah. like, huh, I wouldn't have to wait in town for my bus and my gear mm-hmm. if I had it all on my bike. Yeah. Um, and I've definitely grown, changed since that very first year, which I think we might touch on a little oh, bit yeah. later. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, we both have the same story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Name a few places you've been on your touring bicycle. Um, been to several. Um, offhand, I can think of Lanesboro. 
which um, is uh, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We did a bike tour around there. They have um, a spot with really amazing pie that I can't think of the name of right now. Oh, yeah. But it is on that trail. It is the best pie I've ever had. Not not nearly as good as the stuff I've had in Ragbri, but okay. it definitely is up there. Um, and we went to Savannah, Illinois recently. Um, that was on the Great River Trail, which is really beautiful. Yeah. I was with you. I know you were. I know. We had a good we, time. We did have a good time. Mm-hmm. Except for the torrential rain yes. pour. But Which I, was one of my favorite parts, actually. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. My shoes. I think my shoes are still wet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, and you've mentioned Ragbrag a couple times. And hopefully, uh, most listeners, especially if they know me, um, have heard me talk about Ragbrag on the Just Go Bike podcast because that our host is the Ragbrag executive director. Mm-hmm. But Ragbrag is a bicycle ride across. It's actually a tour across Iowa. So uh, people, I think they max it out at about 15,000. And mm-hmm. I do believe it sells out every year. Yep. And it's seven days of bicycling. Um, and people do it every which way. Mm-hmm. They go on bus, you know, their teams are on buses. Some people are in RVs. Um, we do it self-contained. Mm-hmm. So we're bicycle touring. Yep. Um, some people try and go really fast each day. And then some people go really slow. Mm-hmm. So it's an amazing um tour i think it's actually i know it's the oldest and longest bicycle tour in the world awesome i know pretty cool that so is cool. ragbri.com is the website if you are not familiar with it so mm-hmm. um so back to you specifically what kind of bike do you ride um for touring i ride my salsa a salsa mm-hmm. all right um and you said you have a name for it i do it's blue um, like a really pretty like periwinkle blue, and my mom was a huge fan of Frank Sinatra, so oh. I, it's its name is Frank for blue Frank. eyes. Oh, mm-hmm. that's awesome! Yeah, and it's uh, funny. Uh, I posted a couple of pictures on Instagram on the bicycle touring for beginners Instagram account of our bikes together because mm-hmm. mine's pink and mm-hmm. then yours is like blue, so they look pretty cool together. They do look cool together. Yeah, yeah. Um, so give us an idea. So you've got your salsa bike, which is meant to be a touring bike, yes. correct? Yes, it's okay. a nice steel frame. So give us some ideas of um, some of the things on your bike. It's like, how do you hold your gear? Or mm-hmm. What? Tell us about that. So I have um, a rack on the front and a rack on the back. And um, on the back bags, I I tend to favor um, the fabric bags yeah. that sometimes yeah. that have pouches on the outside. Um, and I have two smaller ones on the front and two smaller ones on the back. I have a couple of um, cages uh, for water bottles, and really I only use one yep. ever. I never use the other one. Um, and have my, you know, my awesome seat that, what's the brand? It's a that? Brooks, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a Brooks, yeah. yeah it's Which finally, finally, it's finally just this year been comfortable. Oh. Just this year. <laughs> You've been suffering for a while. For like three years now, yes. Oh my gosh. Seriously, I've got so much miles on it, you figure it would be comfortable yeah. like eight, two well, years people, ago. I don't have a Brooks saddle, but mm-hmm. people say. Yeah, they, I kept I kept holding on because everybody yeah. said it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So the fabric bags are nice, like you said. Um, you just pop them open and you have little side pockets as well. So yep. um, figuring out where things are is always a challenge oh, for man. me. Yes. I don't know if it is for oh, you Oh, it is the worst. I get so frustrated. Yeah. Like, yeah. But you have a system, which I think I'm going to try to adapt this year. Yes. I'm pretty passionate when I'm doing a multi-day tour that all my camp gear goes in one bag, all my clothing goes in one bag, all my, like, toiletries, sunscreen, whatever Mm -hmm. goes in one bag. 
and typically the first day I still have to open up each bag because I always pick the wrong one. <laughs> but by the second day, I'm like, okay, I don't even have to use my front bag until the end of the night because that's where all my camping gear is. So mm-hmm. that um, it kind of, I would say it works. But like when we were in Illinois mm-hmm. this past week, I kind of tried to do that and I forgot. I had forgotten. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I need my sun, my, uh, I wear clear glasses at night. You know, I was like, I need to put my sunglasses away and find my clear glasses. Mm-hmm. And I had to go and all the bags yep, to yep, find out yep. where my clear glasses were. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've kind of mentioned a few things, but what kinds of things go inside your bags? Um, so in my bags is obviously um, everything I'm going to sleep with. So specifically, I sleep with a hammock, an Eno hammock. Um, I've done that for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an amazing sleep. I love sleeping in my Eno hammock. Um, Aren't and you ever I, afraid that like spiders are going to crawl on you? I n- I'm not worried about spiders, really. Are you going to be now that you think about it? No. Really? Um, no, I don't. I don't mind spiders. I mean, they, as long as they don't bite me, and I'm I'm cool with them. All right. Maybe I'll change my mind if something bites me. But <laughs> right now, I'm cool with them. Um, and I always carry uh, a lightweight um, uh, down sleeping bag. Okay. And it's kind of overkill, especially for rag ride. But when I'm when I'm um, touring in warmer or cooler weather, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, and it's also kind of a nice, comfy, comfy way to sit on the hammock too. And then. Um, I also also bring all of my clothing, and usually it's um, you know a couple pants, a couple shirts, and then I have you know a warm shirt, and then um, some socks, like knee-high socks, is what I'd use for when it's cold. Yeah, especially in the. I always pack a pair of wool socks because when my feet are warm, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's true or not, but I feel like the rest of my body is warm. Yep, I feel the same way about a hat too, a stocking hat. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. so you'll be in your hammock with your. All socks yes. and, your, <laughs> and your beanie cap. Yes. <laughs> but you'll be warm and you'll I be I will sleeping. be warm and I'll be very happy in my hammock. <laughs> um, and it's probably a silly question, but I'm assuming that you always have to find a structure yeah. if you're hammocking, whether it's a yep. park pavilion or a couple <clears throat> trees. Or yep. My husband, um, as you know, really favors like the, the pavilions because the, the, the you know, the the stakes are at us, you know, that whatever they're called, the, the, the beams that yes, hold thank the, you. the beams are at a, a yeah. perfect place. So you can get probably four or six hammocks in one structure. Yeah. Um, but I really like sleeping under the trees personally. You just find two trees close together and you just string it. I, I like that feeling of waking up under the trees. Yeah. So that reminds me of, uh, I don't know if it's a funny story to listeners, but when you and I and another girl, yeah. we went on a, a bike adventure, mm-hmm. a bike touring adventure. Yes. Um, in the Des Moines area, it's a place called the High Trestle Trail, mm-hmm. which um, we ended up at what's called the High Trestle Bridge, which is an amazing mm-hmm. wonder of it's the really Midwest. Beautiful. So yeah. please look it up. If there were puppies on it. There were. That's right. There was a lady with puppies in her backpack. Yeah, it was so random. She's like, we have puppies in our backpack. And we didn't believe her. And then all of a sudden, yeah. puppies' heads popped out. It's yeah. very strange. And then we're like, can we take our picture? <laughs> can we take these yeah. home? And can we play with She was like, yeah, actually. And Oh, wait, no. <laughs> no, we, we didn't really that. mean it. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we you know, had fun on the bridge at night. It lights up, and it's real artsy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 13 stories high, so it's just an amazing view. Mm-hmm. Um, well, then we got back to one of the towns and decided to hammock in a park, mm-hmm. and we found three huge trees that were perfectly spaced. Mm-hmm. And so we each had a hammock between the trees, and it was so relaxing, mm-hmm. enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and then even in the morning, it started raining, mm-hmm. but we were under those huge trees, so we <laughs> could hear it. Yeah. And we're, we're all like, 
it's gonna hit us eventually eventually it'll get us <laughs> and then we decided to leave and then it really got us yeah good. and then it got us yeah. good yeah but then i think we ducked in somewhere and had a bloody mary and oh, yeah. let the rain do its thing yeah. so um so obviously when you're touring you camp mm-hmm. um in hammock camp mm-hmm. um when you're packing for camping do you worry about things like rain or yeah super cold so are you bringing more than you need or are you kind of just suffering through or like can you think of I can't sleep if I'm cold yeah so I often bring a little bit more um stuff to keep me warm yeah and then um I always spray my bags with um with some sort of uh like a rain protective? Yeah, because oh, okay. I also worry when it rains that I'm going to also get my stuff wet. Yes. And then in the morning I have to put on wet clothes. That's no fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I usually side on the air of caution and actually bring a little bit more yeah. more um, uh, warm clothes than I probably need to. But the nice thing about like a hammock is that you're kind of in a cocoon anyway. Mm-hmm. And you said you had your, yep. um, your warm blanket. Yep. Throw on your socks. You can probably throw on a long sleeve yep. shirt or jacket mm-hmm. or even your rain jacket if mm-hmm. you're really cold. Yeah, just layer. And your hat and boom. Wearing all the clothes. All of the clothes. <laughs> From Friends, remember that episode <laughs> yes. where he's wearing all the clothes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so I get asked this question quite a bit, but if someone were to ask you, why do you carry all that stuff on your bike? What would you say? Um, because I can, I am, yeah. I'm able to, like, I am strong enough. I, you know, I have the, a great bike. I have bags that can put on my bike. I, I'm very excited now that I am able to carry all of the stuff I could yeah. possibly need on a, on a touring by myself. Like I don't need, I don't need my husband to carry a couple of things for right. me. Like it's all on me. Right. Like my answer is I, because I can, Yeah. like, why not? Yeah. Why not? Um, and you said, you know, you can carry all the stuff that you want or that you need, which brings me to a point. Mm. So here I am on Ragbri last year, mm-hmm. and I believe I was cycling by myself. I was also self-contained. I mm-hmm. had all my stuff with me. Yep. And there's this massive hill. And one <laughs> thing about being on a touring bike is that you you still have all that weight on your oh, bike yeah. when you're going up a hill. Yeah, so you feel it on the hill. Yeah, but the nice thing is there's so many gears. So mm-hmm. I was down in my granny gear and suffering and sweating. And I look up, and there's a, a full dinosaur like T-Rex yeah yeah. Uh, running up and down the hill cheering people on to get up the hill Mm -hmm. and so I started laughing and then I realized it was your husband (laughs) (laughs) and then I look further and then there's you and another girl Mm -hmm. and you're both wearing like a raccoon mask yep and I can't remember what the other mask Um, was it was probably the buffalo or something like that yeah and I'm like you know, first I'm like, I wish I knew those people. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I, I do. do. So I pulled over and it was such a, I just got such a kick out of it. And people were having so much fun mm-hmm. suffering up that yeah, hill. That's and the like, point. Yeah. yeah. So that brings me to how in the heck do you carry all that stuff in your bike? Well, I always make room for a few, <laughs> a few masks. Um, actually, the, the T-Rex um, kind of squishes down pretty small. So yeah, that actually works words, out well. But it. Yeah, it just, up, kind of. yep, it just inflates. Yep, it just inflates. Yep, and you just have to make sure we bring a couple of different sets of batteries. Oh yeah, but, um, you know, and obviously a few years ago that was brand new to the market, and right. nobody had ever seen a or a few people had already seen it online. But it's it was kind of a new thing. So yeah, yeah, that was really fun because people would just really laugh, and we loved doing that to them. Oh yeah, I got such a kick out of it. Um, how about name a couple items that you always carry when well, you're on your bike? Okay. Besides T-Rex. Yeah. Well, usually T-Rex <laughs> is always in there. 
Um, so let's see. I usually always have um, some sort of. I'm really into making sure that I feel clean yeah. and don't smell. Yeah. So I always make sure that I have baby wipes on me. Um, and usually I have like some spray deodorant that I just throw yeah. on to. And that's usually every time I get off my bike, I just make sure I look presentable before I go in somewhere because, right. you know, loaded, you know, carrying that stuff can, can get you pretty sweaty. And a uh, side note, touring tip, baby mm-hmm. wipes, you know, obviously get off your layers of sunscreen and dust mm-hmm. and grits that's on your body, you know, can get you refreshed for your next layer of deodorant, but it also takes off the grease marks mm-hmm. oh, if yeah. you get them on your calves. Always. Seriously, I'm not a newbie and I get them I all know, the time. I it's know. so annoying. But the baby wipes just sw- yes. swoop that right off and then you can, don't have to think about it. Yeah, anymore. exactly. So, I like yeah. those. Um, any other items that you think um, about? Just the, the few te- latex masks that are always in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and you would not recommend other people carry T-Rex because that's kind of fads over don't you think oh yeah that's definitely yeah. over nobody yeah. should do that <laughs> well um what advice would you give first timers oh okay well um well my biggest my biggest advice would be um if you're interested in it and you start thinking this is might be something i want to you know get into you can start small oh yeah um like i know um i had a i had a trek bike that was carbon fiber Um, I got a rack put on the back, which is not recommended, by the way, (laughs) but I did it anyway. And um, I put a few bags on it, and that was my first year touring. It was on my stick bike, which is what we call the fast bikes, Um, and we had some bags on the back. Um, You know, you don't need to have, you don't need to have everything as a, as a tour to start touring. Right. Yes. And I would say, um, to your example... My first, actually, my first couple years of touring, I was on a mountain bike, and then I uh, got smart enough to take the mountain bike tires off and put the slick tires on. Yeah, that was smart. And then, for some reason, I decided to change to a road bike, like you said, a carbon Mm -hmm. fiber bike. And I put a rack on the back. Also, Mm -hmm. the bike shop did not recommend it. And put my saddle bags on the side. And the weight mm-hmm. would push the rack into the tire. <laughs> and so I would get to a certain point in the day where I have to get off my bike and, like, like pull the entire contraption up yeah. and start over again. So. Yeah. Oh, one of the other parts to, to having that is that um, we didn't, I'm sure you didn't have that on your carbon fiber either, was a kickstand. Right, so every yeah. time you got off of this, this you know, carbon fiber bag with these heavy bags, your, um, your bike would, like, rear up yeah. almost like a horse. <laughs> can't tell you how many bruises I got that year from my <laughs> bike just constantly doing that and falling on me it's like so, bucking you yeah. bucking you off yeah so I also recommend getting a kickstand yes <laughs> that was yes that was awesome well and I was just gonna say do you have any do's and don'ts worth me- mentioning but yeah. I would for sure oh, agree say yeah a kickstand and they're not that expensive mm-hmm. um I think you could probably put it on yourself it, it I don't even know if the bike shop charged me to put it on. Oh, I don't. So. I, usually I charge a little bit, but yeah, yeah but not, not much. But, but, yeah, but yeah. you'll also be very popular because you'll have a standing bike in an oasis yeah. where there is nothing to stand your bike on. So you'll have lots of stick bikes, you know, Leaning coming over and being yours. like, can I lean against your bike? <laughs> <Yeah>. Sure. <laughs> um, any don'ts that you would want to mention? Um, oh, I would say um, don't be afraid of bad weather. Oh, like, yeah. Um, some of my favorite rides that I can remember are in serious downpours or in the snow when it's just starting to, you know, turn into, um, into winter. 
those are some of my, my favorite rides and touring rides. So don't be afraid of bad weather. Just, you know, go with it. And speaking of go with it, mm-hmm. let's go back to our recent bike tour through Illinois. Yes. So we're coming back. It's dark, mm-hmm. which is also a, a fun time to ride mm-hmm. if you have proper lighting. Oh, yeah. Um, and we were on super rural roads. And so we're all looking ahead and we're like, is that heat lightning? Which I don't even know if that's a real thing. I think it is. Sure. Right. And we're all like, well, yeah, it has to be because, you know, the weather showed zero, mm-hmm. zero mm-hmm. percent chance of any sort of rain. Mm-hmm. And then it started sprinkling just a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. And then it was a deluge, yeah, pelting yeah. us. We couldn't hardly see the road. Yeah. And luckily, we ended up passing by the same restaurant we had lunch at. Yep. So we pull in, and they had this little, what would you call that? Vestibule. Like a vestibule mm-hmm. little area before you walked into the restaurant. So we all, we leave our bikes outside with the kickstands up. Yep. Run into that little vestibule. We're all dripping. We're laughing. It's super funny. And then we realize the business is closed. <laughs> so we're like, crap. And then the owner came out mm-hmm. and she's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And she's like, well, we're going to leave this open for you. And I kept saying, well, I'm sure the rain's going to stop any minute. So yeah. we won't be ve- here very long. We ended up in that little area for what? An hour like an and a hour half? and a half at least. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it was at least 150 degrees oh, in there. it was super hot. Yeah. We were opening, trying to open windows at the time and then it was like blowing in with yeah. rain. We were just, yeah. yeah. So it would be like, oh, it's, I think it stopped raining. And then all of a sudden, you know, a crack mm-hmm. of thunder and some lightning and boom, it would start pouring again. But we could have waited there probably for another hour, yeah. but eventually we just said, we just called it and said, right. let's make a run yeah. for it. So, and we were still soaked. Mm-hmm. And so then I put on my rain jacket so then I was soaked under the rain jacket but I don't know it, it was still funny yeah. we're still laughing about yeah, it right we were. yeah <laughs> we still are well what sort of adventures do you have on the horizon well we have um the rag ride coming up yeah um, we, we leave on Wednesday um it starts technically later and on on in the week yeah yeah that's what we got coming up so uh, this particular year which is 2019 rag starts in council bluffs but we are starting in Cedar Rapids. So mm-hmm. um, Dana and I are part of a, a small group that's going to load all of our stuff on our bikes and literally just bike from our hometown here mm-hmm. and get as far as we can get yeah. and then join Ragbri yeah. and then ride it back. Yeah. So I'm super excited. I am too. I've done the ride out, um, you know, but not part of a group before. So I'm, I'm you know, a large group. So I'm really yeah. excited to see how it goes. Awesome. Yeah, it'll be awesome. fun. Well, Dana, thank you so much for being on. Well, thank you for having me, Kathy Murphy. Morphology Podcast. And for letting me come into your RV. Oh, yeah. You're welcome anytime into Edith. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. How about a fun touring tip? Let's talk cycling shorts. The dreaded Lycra shorts. Tight fitting and they don't hide too much. Do you have to wear them? No, you don't. Will they make your bike ride more enjoyable? Definitely, especially if you spend a lot of time in the saddle. So cycling shorts are made with cycling in mind. So they do their job and they do it well. What is their job, you ask? The special material lets moisture and sweat dry quickly. Uh, They have a pad inside that improves comfort. Uh, The pad in the women's cycling shorts is shaped differently than in the men's for obvious reasons. And in my experience, most discomfort occurs from pressure on the sit bones. Google that if you don't know what where your sit bones are, but that's the part that touches the saddle. 
So a proper saddle and a good pair of cycling shorts will help tremendously. And the skin around the sit bones will get less sensitive as you ride more. Um, I guess think about it as like the last time you did intense yard work like raking. If you just jumped in, raked the whole yard one day, you can surely remember the pain, the blisters, your poor hands. Um, Now imagine you raked five times a week all summer long. By fall, you can bet those hands are callous and thick-skinned and much, much happier. So same goes for your body and your sit bones. Um, One side note, extra touring tip for you. Um, about lycra shorts you should not wear underwear under your lycra shorts please don't the whole point of lycra shorts is to provide you with a nice pad that fits snug against your skin and wicks away moisture as you sweat so adding a layer of cotton underwear will do a couple things you're going to get sweaty the lycra will keep those undies wet all day which provides lots of opportunity for chafing and once you start chafing down there, mm, it's, it could be all over as far as wherever you're touring. Um, also, the pad is meant to fit against your skin, so adding another layer can cause extra friction, lead to hot spots, as well as the chafing. So um, not to mention, your form-fitting lycra will show off your underwear lines, and nobody wants that. So don't wear your underwear with your lycra. Either wear your underwear with regular shorts or wear your lycra shorts, put a pair of shorts over them if you don't want people to see you in lycra, but just don't put anything between your lycra padded shorts and your body. There's your touring tip this week. Well, listeners, that's it for this week. Check out morphologypodcast.com and email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com. I certainly appreciate you and thanks for taking the time to tune in and listen to the Murphology Podcast. I'll leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of Murphology. This quote comes from Karen Kilgariff. We barely get any time on this planet. Do not spend it pleasing other people. Live life exactly how you want to live so you can love the life you make for yourself. Think about it.